Hey you, thank you for joining me for episode number 105 of Better Regulate Than Never. This week, we are going to start exploring who we are, because remember last week we talked about being self-aware. So this week, I want to talk to you about how to become self-aware and what are some of the ways that you can do that. There are so many self-assessments and quizzes to take, and of course, some are better than others. Like just recently in my business calls, I have been hearing or say things like, I can't do that because I'm an introvert. And then last week, I heard someone use the word omnivert, and I was intrigued because I'd never heard that word before. So when I looked it up, I realized that there's also an ambivert. So I'm sure almost everyone has heard of introvert and extrovert, but I hadn't heard of these other things. So I was really curious as to what they were. And of course, there's quizzes to take. And I love quizzes. I have loved quizzes since I was a teenager doing the quizzes in the Teen Magazine and Cosmopolitan and all that. So I did all the quizzes or did several quizzes about whether I was an introvert, extrovert, omnivert, or ambivert. And some some quizzes don't have all four. Some just have three of them. Some just have two of them. But so when I took those on one quiz, I was an omnivert. And on another, I was an extrovert. And still another, I was an ambivert. So obviously, this is not an exact science. And I've never thought that the introvert extrovert thing, I I don't think anything is an exact science. I think that as humans, we have parts of all of these things in us, but we definitely have preferences. So I'm gonna, I mean, I want to caution you as you do this self discovery that you don't get caught up in any certain thing that you are or label yourself as anything. Because like I said, when in my business coaching calls, when people say, well, I can't do that because I'm an introvert, they're just limiting themselves and labeling themselves in a way that is not helpful to them. I think the reason that being self-aware is important is because we do need to navigate the world towards our strengths. Now that doesn't mean we shouldn't try to work on things we're not as good at because that's certainly what I'm doing all the time, especially this whole business, having a business, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) And so I have, I mean, it is a learning curve for me and I do have to push myself in parts of my weak areas in order to make this happen. But I know as I build a business, I'm not going to keep spinning my wheels on things I'm not good at. I'm going to ask people who are good at those things to help me. So that's what's good about knowing about yourself because you can do the things you're super good at and help other people in the things you're good at and then ask other people for help in the things you're not so good at. It also matters um, your strengths and weaknesses when you have a job, when you're in a in a roommate situation, when you're in a romantic partnership, you need to know the strengths and weaknesses of yourself as well as the people that you're with so that you can make a good combination of those things. So 
the whole excuse making, you know, like I'm an introvert, so I can't do this. I'm an extrovert, so I wouldn't do this or whatever. I see that as excuse making. Now, if you want to stay to yourself and have quiet evenings at home as an introvert, that's wonderful. That is not a problem. But if you wish you were something else, or you want to go to that chaotic party, but you're, you're staying home and then being sad about it, like that's not a helpful use of knowing you're an introvert. So I just want you to think about as you learn these things, how do you want to use that information? And you should never use it as an excuse. You should never use it to label yourself and keep yourself stuck. You should only use it to be helpful to you. I am going to put links to the self-assessments that fit for this episode in the show notes. But you'll, as you go into that stuff, you'll find all sorts of quizzes. And please feel free to take any or all of them. I am going to talk about other self-assessments next week. But today we're talking about being an introvert, extrovert, ambivert, or omnivert. And we're also talking about the Myers-Briggs type indicator, but we'll get to that. So what is all, what does the introvert, extrovert, ambivert, omnivert mean? It all has to do with how our bodies and brains respond to dopamine. Now, I'm pretty sure we've talked about dopamine different times um, in different episodes because it's, it's very much a part of emotions and emotional health and our behaviors. And that's what this whole podcast is about. So I'm sure we've talked about it. Everyone has the neurotransmitter dopamine. And it's responsible for us to look for external reward rewards like food and love and fun, because it's the feel good hormone. And it gives us motivation to seek things that make us feel good. But introverts and extroverts, they both have dopamine. But the chaos of the crowded room will excite the extrovert. And the same room will make will seem annoying and exhausting to the introvert. Acetylcholine, which we probably haven't talked about before, is another neurotransmitter that can cause pleasure. But it is that pleasant feeling when you're in a calm environment and when you're looking inward and you're just feeling peaceful. That pleasant feeling, that low energy pleasant feeling, that comes from acetylcholine. So an introvert would get just as much pleasure from reading a book or sitting quietly at home because they use acetylcholine more in their body and the extrovert probably uses dopamine more in their body. So that's kind of why there's a difference. And again, we we all, every human has these neurotransmitters, but our bodies react to them differently. Now, the two words that I hadn't heard of before were the ambivert and the omnivert. And so when I looked up stuff about them, an ambivert is somebody that's in between the extremes of being an extrovert or introvert. They're just sort of in the middle. And an omnivert can be on both sides, on both extremes at different times. Now, really, this just sounds like, well, people can be anything. And truthfully, as I said, when I took the quizzes, I was three of the four things. So I do think that we all 
do different things at different times. I think we even, you know, I was very much an introvert when I was little, when I was in elementary school, I was very shy. I never talked to anyone. I, well, let me take that back. Being shy is not necessarily a being an introvert. Like I was afraid to speak out loud. So that was my shyness, but I, but I loved being in crowded areas and enjoyed it. I was just quiet as I watched everything go on. So I guess I might say, I mean, I, I would, I used to call it introverted, but I don't think that fits what we're talking about because it just means that an extrovert gets pleasure from the chaos and the hustle and bustle and craziness. And the introvert gets energized or excited about a quiet atmosphere. And just because I didn't talk and was shy doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the chaos because I did. But remember, all of these are just like labels and we don't want the label to keep us stuck. We want we want the ideas that we get from this to give us some idea about how we might handle social situations. So you get to choose how you want to show up in these situations. Even if you're an introvert, even if you're an extrovert or ambivert or omnivert, you get to decide how you show up in this world every day. So just like before I talked about my client who says she's an introvert, but she wants to be like an extrovert. The only way that you can do that is you act like an extrovert. And so even though you're not as comfortable in a large chaotic setting as an introvert, if you want to be in that room and you want to be with those people and you want to experience it because you want to keep up with your friends or do the things that your friends are doing, then you just have to go there and be uncomfortable. And you know that when I go home, I might have to take a nap or when I go home, I'm going to have to rest longer to get back to feeling pleasant than my friend who is an extrovert and got energized by it. So that's kind of like how you navigate that. And I just want you to think about how you you get to show up however you want to, even if you are labeled in some of these uh, type indicators in a way that you don't like or a way that you don't want to show up in the world, you can still show up the other way. It's just going to be more uncomfortable. And that's okay because anything that's uncomfortable, that's out of our comfort zone is going to help us grow as a person. And so the reason I decided to also talk about Myers-Briggs personality type test today is because Myers-Briggs also uses extrovert introvert as part of the type personality type that you'll get. So Myers-Briggs is a 16 person has 16 personality types. There's four letters in your type and the 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 four letters are always the the different indicators are always in the same order but you can there's up to 16 different combinations of those four letters i hope that makes sense <laughs> the assessment that you take is like a series of questions and it just asks you different things to help the quiz figure out 
which of the two extremes of the four different letter groups are you, and then it gives you at the end your this four letter type. On those quizzes, I've pretty much, gosh, ever since high school, stayed pretty much the same four letter type. I'm sure a couple of times there's been a maybe one of the letters has switched, but very rarely does that happen. My first letter never changes. And the first letter of the type is either an E or an N standing for either extrovert or introvert. Now, the reason they use an N for introvert instead of an I is that the second letter uses an I, so they didn't want it to be confusing. So for introvert, they just use an N because really when you think about saying the word introvert, you're really almost saying an N at first. So anyway, that's why. And so of course, if you're an E, first letter, that means you're an extrovert. And if you're an N first letter, you're an introvert. And as we've talked about earlier, extroverts are energized by people and introverts are energized by their alone or quiet time. And so the first letter is describing how a person gets their energy. So E or N. Then the second letter is an S or an I The S stands for sensing and the I stands for intuition. And this describes how a person takes in information. So sensors, people who who have an S, focus on their five senses and are interested in information that they can directly see, hear, feel, and so on. And they tend to be like hands-on learners and often described as practical people. And the I or the intuitives focus more on abstract levels of thinking, and they are more interested in theories and patterns and explanations. And they are often more concerned with the future than the present and are often described as creative. Then the third letter will either be a T or an F, and the T stands for thinking, or the F stands for feeling, and this describes how a person makes decisions. So a thinker tends to make decisions with their head, and they are interested in finding the most logical, reasonable choice, and feelers tend to make decisions with their hearts, and they are interested in how a decision will affect other people or whether it fits in with their values. The fourth letter of the personality type will either be a J or a P, and the J stands for judging, and the P stands for perceiving. And this describes how a person organizes their world. So judgers appreciate structure and order, and they like things planned, and they dislike last-minute changes. And perceivers appreciate flexibility and spontaneity, and they like to leave things open so they can change their mind. So last week we talked about knowing more about yourself will help you in life. And it doesn't mean that if you're introverted, you can't put yourself out there and experience large events or be the center of attention sometimes. It just means that you might have to rest more afterward. And if you are a person that loves flexibility and spontaneity, If you are a perceiver, it doesn't mean that a schedule or a calendar might not be helpful sometimes to stay organized. So again, we're not going to label ourselves. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a perceiver, so I can't follow a schedule like that doesn't help you. If 
there is a time when scheduling is needed, then how can you use that to your advantage? Because again, you get to show up however you want to show up in this world. So I really think as humans, we're just a mix of all of these things. And no one is only one way or only another way. But it does help us to see what tends to work for us and what doesn't work for us. And how we should play to our strengths and how we can help other people with our strengths and how we might need other people to help us with stuff that we're not so good at. Sometimes it helps to have friends or coworkers or even romantic partners that may have some strengths that we don't have. But it is important to know that if the, it, the differences are super extreme, then it might not work. For instance, if you require things to be neat and tidy and your roommate or your romantic partner is the complete opposite where they're just a slobbish and leaving food around for bugs and rodents to come or whatever, that's probably not going to be a good match because that's too extreme. But if you like things to be in order and your roommate or romantic partner is a little bit messy Maybe you can help them be less messy and maybe they can help you be happy with a little things being a little out of order or more chaotic sometimes or more flexible sometimes. I just want you to find matches in work and with friendship groups and with partners that you feel good about and that things you figure out the things that you can negotiate and then the things that can't be negotiated. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with having a romantic partnership. And then you realize some of these things are just things I can't deal with. That doesn't mean that person is bad. It doesn't mean anything is wrong with them, but it might mean that they're not a good romantic partner for you, or maybe they're not a good roommate for you. And you can have a nice conversation about why it's not working and not get into um, it being a personal attack about anyone. This week, I'm going to try an Instagram live. I did try one the other day, but I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to keep working at it. And so tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the Tuesday, it comes out tomorrow, September 14th at 10 a.m. Central, because Central is my time. I'm going to discuss about my type, my Myers-Briggs type, and I'm also going to talk about my extroversion, omnivore, ambivert personality. And next week on the podcast, we're going to talk about the Enneagram and Clifton Strengths. And then if the Instagram live thing goes well on the 14th, then I'll do one again the next week after that podcast episode and talk about what my Enneagram number is and what my five, my top five Clifton strengths are. I hope you go on a self-discovery journey to find out some different types and preferences for yourself and use that information to make your life better and more productive. Don't use it to label yourself or stay stuck. That is never the reason to be self-aware. Remember that being self-aware is the number one indicator of success. So if you want to have success in every place and piece of your life, you do need to be self-aware. Now, I'm not saying that just these personality tests are how you become self-aware. You can become self-aware 
in many, many ways. But I thought, I think they're so fun and I want to talk about them more. So this was a perfect excuse for me to do that. Also, if you are in the Topeka area, I'm going to be at Coffee Bar, which is on Washburn Avenue this Saturday, the 17th, September 17th from 11 to 12. And next Tuesday, the 20th, because this podcast episode will be coming out on that day. I want you to know about it now. So next Tuesday, the 20th, I'm going to be at Cafe Kate's All, which is at 21st and Bell in Topeka from 11 to 12. And they have a student discount on their food and drinks. They have great food there too, by the way. But they have a discount for students. If you bring your student ID, you can have a discount on food and drinks. So come in, have your lunch during that time. And let's just have a lunch date and talk about anything that you want to talk about. I would love to be able to help you. Talk to you soon.